Behold, I am doing a new thing. Behold, I am doing a new thing, saith the Lord, according to the prophet Isaiah, a new thing. Unitarian Universalists singing gospel, a new thing, not inviting a gospel choir here to be our guests, but singing gospel as Unitarian Universalists, a new thing. I am doing a new thing as I speak. I am preaching without a manuscript. A new thing because I feel I'm constantly calling folks in the congregation outside of your comfort zone. I ask you to sing without a hymnal. I ask you to move outside your comfort zone in so many ways because it's outside of our comfort zones where spiritual growth occurs. But if I'm going to ask you to move outside of your comfort zone, it is only fair that I ask the same of myself. And believe me, as a wordsmith, as a control freak, <laughs> preaching without a manuscript is outside of my comfort zone. It's an experiment. We'll see how it goes. Change is challenging. We understand that change is necessary. Change is essential to life. Because when change stops, there is only death. We know that, and yet, how anxious are we made by change? The unfamiliar. It's troubling. There's been a lot of change at this church over the last couple of years. Two new ministers, you may have noticed. A lot of change of staff, a lot of newcomers. Welcome all of you. A lot of change. A lot of change in worship. People have actually been observed in this sanctuary holding hands, dancing in the aisles, applauding. Now, holding hands, dancing, that's a good thing. But please remember, it is voluntary, not compulsory. It's an invitation, not a commandment. Not everybody is comfortable holding hands or dancing in the aisles, and that is fine. That, too, is diversity. So if someone approaches you with their hand extended, inviting you to hold hands or to dance in the aisles, please remember you can say, no, thank you. Indeed, perhaps the easiest thing to do would be to just hold your hands over your heart like that and smile, indicating, I love you. I'm not going to hold your hands. <laughs> and that's OK. We're going to have a forum in a couple of weeks about worship and changes in worship and worship styles. And I invite you all to come. We can talk about this. Uh, watch the, the, the calendar and the announcements. But 
in the meantime, remember that an element of worship that is not meaningful for you may be deeply meaningful to somebody else. So have patience and a generosity of spirit that will include those other folks. The gospel of Unitarian Universalism, what is the good news? What is our good news as Unitarian Universalists? I suggest it might be expressed as three messages. One, you are loved. Two, you are free. And three, you are called. You are loved beyond belief. As my colleague, the Reverend Dr. Tandeika, loves to say, you are loved beyond belief. Each and every one of you, 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 you are loved beyond belief. Everyone loved beyond belief. You do not have to be good, says the poet Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You have only to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me, about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees the mountains, and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world opens itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over again, announcing your place in the family of things. You do not have to be good. Jesus said that. Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is good. But wait a second. Didn't Jesus say we had to be perfect? Like God? Well, that's in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, as a Jew, was paraphrasing the Hebrew Scriptures. Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, the Hebrew is tamim. Tamim means not perfect, 
Tamim means whole. Whole. Like intact. Like integrity. And integrity means being authentically, deeply yourself. You do not have to be good. That was the the message, the radical gospel of universalism that was preached 200 years ago by itinerant, unlettered country preachers on horseback, riding from village to village, spreading the good news, the radical, heretical gospel of inclusion, saying nobody goes to hell, everyone goes to heaven. Why? Because a loving God would never condemn God's own flawed creatures to eternal torment. That radical gospel of universalism propelled universalism to a status as one of the most popular religious movements of the early 19th century. But I've been talking about God, I've been talking about Jesus, and I understand some of us are getting very nervous. <laughs> so I will move to the next and essential message of the gospel of universalism. You are free. Free. You are free from any orthodoxy, any dogma, any coercion. You are free to find your own truth. But Unitarian Universalism is not what is often said. Oh, that's the place where you can believe anything you want. No. Not anything you want. Anything you must. We are charged to undertake a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Free and responsible search for truth and meaning. There are some Beliefs that are not welcome here. Nazism, fascism, racism, sexism, ableism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia. Many beliefs not welcome here. Not to say that all of us are not infected to some degree by those isms. I have racist feelings. I have sexist feelings, even thoughts, because I breathe this air. All of us breathe this same imperfect air. But belief systems that exclude, that oppress, that abuse, not welcome here. And that leads to our third message of the gospel of Unitarian Universalism, and that is we are called. Because the question is not just what are we free from, but what are we free to do. As Unitarian Universalists, we are called, and we believe all are called, to justice, to service, to forgiveness, to compassion, 
to care for one another. Because as Dr. King taught us so beautifully, we are caught, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. We belong to each other. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta Scott King, actually contemplated becoming Unitarians when they were here studying in Boston. And after Dr. King was killed, Coretta Scott King told my colleague, Rosemary Bray McNatt, when she was a writer before she became a UU minister. She said, oh yes, when we were in Boston, we, we attended worship at Unitarian churches. And we loved the liberal spirit of those congregations. But, she said, we knew we could not build a mass movement of black Americans if we were Unitarian. And so, because this religious movement was white, or overwhelmingly white, or identified as white, they couldn't even go there. They couldn't consider, it was not an option for them. And that alone, to me, is reason enough to build a religious movement, to build a congregation, to build a beloved community right here, where the next Martin Luther King Jr., the next Coretta Scott King, whatever their color, whatever their gender or gender identity, whatever their ethnicity, whoever they are, that they will know that they have a home here that will not disqualify them from leadership in their own community. My friends, Unitarian Universalism is a saving faith. Let us proclaim the gospel of Unitarian Universalism far and wide to our friends and family, to neighbors and strangers, allies and enemies. Let us bring it forth to the world, proclaiming with pride and joy and conviction our gospel. You are loved. You are free. You are called. Amen. And blessed be.